Today's episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based, results-driven skincare line. Go to oseamalibu.com slash nomadathlete. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com slash nomadathlete for $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Free shipping for U.S. orders of $75 and up and free samples with every order. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bombas. Bombas makes socks that are comfortable and look great with a wide variety of options. And for every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash no meat. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Okay, Matt, so you know the last time you and I recorded an episode, which was uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. we talked a lot about... Um, you know, how to stay positive and, and kind of feeling, me personally feeling discouraged about, uh, by running and kind of lack of motivation to, you know, to train for anything or, or inspiration. Yep. Um, well, I, I, I have great news that has changed a little bit oh, yeah? okay. since, uh, since recording that episode. I think it was the very next day, actually. Have you ever, have you heard of the Every Single Streets projects that no. some people are doing? No, I have not. Uh, basically, I don't know if he was the first one to do it, but the guy who popularized it was is this guy is kind of famous ultra runner named Ricky Gates, um, and he he ran every single street in San Francisco about a year okay. ago or two years ago maybe, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and since then people have been kind of doing their own every single streets projects in in their own cities, and um, and I, I you know with this kind of thought of of trails being closed, forced onto the road, although now mm-hmm. some trails have opened so. My timing was not great, but uh, <laughs> um, but trails being closed, forced onto the road, and everyone kind of at home. I was like, you know, maybe I could get that sense of adventure and community by basically just like running by everybody's house and all of Black Mountain. So I'm doing an every single streets run wow. through through Black Mountain. That's cool. Yeah, and Black I, Mountain seems a little little easier to do than San Francisco. Oh yeah, way way easier safety. to do. Well, <laughs> safety and you know it's probably I don't know Somewhat what small. a hundredth of the, of the size. <laughs> cool. Like, I mean, I'm not. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that's a good thing. It seems uh, not not life threatening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. I'm it, and it's it's been really fun. Like it's been uh, re- remarkably difficult to try to like map out where you're gonna go, so you're not like just constantly running the same streets. Right. Um and uh it's not all in one day right no 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 i've i've done like i think i've done eight runs for this so far uh and i'm probably you know maybe halfway through okay um but you know but but it's you know you're trying to like be the most efficient as possible so you don't want to like right you know double back on a bunch of roads or like map it out salesman problem (laughs) exactly yeah exactly (laughs) it's a a real problem It's it's an unsolvable problem like a math problem or like a I, yeah i mean i think it's i don't know if it, it's probably some branch of math but it's a pro it's mm-hmm. if you're a traveling salesman you what's the most efficient route and how do you get a computer to calculate that and, and i think uh. i think it can be it can be calculated in lots of ways but there's i don't think there's necessarily a proof that says here this is the way to always get it. you have to do like optimization algorithms and you you know hmm. so you're doing that you got you, you like print out the map and have a highlighter out and you fill yeah. it down every time you do it every time every time i run and then like so i'll i'll you know plan my run Yes, I have, I have a map, and I'm doing, like, a highlighter. I'm kind of highlighting the whole map. And then, um, you know, but during the run, I'll be like, okay, I need to run this neighborhood, and I want to run 
all the streets off of this main core street. Because Black Mountain, you know, and streets around here, like I'm sure there's less of this probably in, in big cities, but you know, we have so many dead ends and they like ah. dead end at the top of a mountain or something. Like so you have to go like all the way up this mountain and then you turn around and come all the way back down. And so it's just a lot of wasted mileage um, and, and inefficiency. But, you know, but it's, it's, all, it's all been like really fun. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm surprised at how easy, um, you know, seven miles goes by when you're like trying right. to, it's like a constant kind of math problem or, or I don't know, some sort of like little thing you're trying to always figure out on the run. So, so you, so you don't figure it out ahead of time. Well, I figure out like a, like a section of a neighborhood or, you know, like I have like an idea of, okay, this is, I want to like take care of this block of, of right, streets. Right. Um, and then if I you use missed a little, if you miss a little one cul-de-sac on there or something, then that means the next day you need to waste a bunch of, uh, right. Time exactly. Getting back right. to that spot. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, so I'll like have the map on my phone and I check that every, every once in a while. And it, it like, I, I'm using the Strava live thing. So, um, you know, so basically I'll, I'll like put it in my pocket and I'll run everything I need to. And then I'll kind of look at it before like leaving that neighborhood and it, tell it shows you everywhere you've gone and like shows you all the streets and so mm-hmm. i'm like oh shoot i forgot this one and i actually did that the other day and i like had to go way back and backtrack a, a big chunk of times just for like right. this little like quarter mile side street huh. but cool. yeah it's been it's been fun so it's like it's totally totally turned my negativity upside down because i have this this project to work on it feels kind of adventurous and i'm running more than i have in you know since this whole pandemic started right. and I don't know. I'm feeling good. There you go. Good. Turned a corner. That's right. Turned a corner. <laughs> um, and, and But uh, speaking of, so that episode ended up getting a bunch of feedback. I heard from multiple people. But one I want to I call out here is John Thompson, who says he listens every week. And uh, he, last weekend, he's been using Pandemic to train for 50K. And last week ran his own like personal 50K. Nice. Around his living room? Around his, no, like around his, uh, like mountains in, in his town. Okay. Very good. Way to go, John. Awesome. And what, uh, what was the feedback generally? Positive feedback on the episode? Like, like, thank yeah. you for doing that or was it people angry? <laughs> no, it wasn't people angry. No, it was a lot of like, yeah, I'm feeling the same way or I can relate or thanks for doing that. Cause that gave me some ideas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. It was actually, it was, it was, uh, more than normal. It was a lot of like. We seem to be connecting uh, with people where they are at the at that exact moment. Right. Gotcha. Well, cool. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I uh, feel like I've also turned a bit of a corner uh, in a good way. I I don't know. For the first like month of this thing, I was. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I wanted it to be normal for a lot of reasons, but I also was sort of afraid that it was just going to suddenly go back to normal, and I didn't quite want that. I, I was like really, really enjoying the time. Um, and so I felt this sense of urgency that I like had to like get all these things done that I had always wanted to get done, but wouldn't under normal circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, so once that initial like month passed and the urgency ran out, I, I kind of slowed down a little bit. I was still enjoying myself and doing some stuff, but, um, somehow I've started to sense that like, we are kind of getting back. Like my son went and played soccer the other day with some friends, uh, wearing a mask, keeping some distance, all that stuff. But, Mm -hmm. you know, slowly, very slowly starting to come back to normal and and i think that sense that this is this is ending a little bit uh i think that has has sped me up so i've i've really doubled down on like learning things started learning german learned german uh, uh-huh but, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing another level of series so i went ahead and learned or i didn't learn. i got the down <laughs> the, the flashcards for 
the uh, international phonetic alphabet, which is like the one way that you can you can use to like you know say what words sound like in any language. Huh. And like I never used to like want to commit to that when I was just learning Spanish. I'd be like, well, I don't really need that for one language. But I just went ahead and got and did that. Um, I have started. So in, in one of these books we've been talking about a while ago, uh, I think it was Digital Minimalism. It might have been Deep Work, actually, by Cal Newport. He talked about this other book called uh, Moonwalking with Einstein, which is about like the, the memory athlete or mental athletes, like memory competitions, people who remember, who memorize 10 decks of cards in a row and all this stuff. But yep. in, in that Deep Work book, he recommends that everyone learn how to memorize a single deck of cards. Not so much, not because it's a skill that you, you need, but but just for the for the exercise of actually learning something like that and sitting down and focusing and because mm. it takes some time you have to invest something in it to kind of build the system in your head, um, and then and then you can do it and then increase your your ability after that. But anyway, so I've been trying to do that, uh, just sort of focusing on the on, on the learning itself and the task and and how to do it. And so like I've, I don't know, I just have felt more uh, inspired about those kinds of things recently. So I've I've actually quite enjoyed the past two weeks since we last talked. Interesting. That, yes. That's uh, that's cool. Uh, so, have, are you have you been working on the deck of cards? I've been working on m- building my system for it, which you have to do, and I need oh, okay. to, that. That itself requires flashcard memorization of the system, what each card represents, like what image it represents in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, I'm I'm working on that stuff. Just and it's just, I mean, I would never ever make time for this kind of junk otherwise, and I'm really enjoying that I that I have that time. So, I know that you have in the past. Uh, spend a lot of time working on your Spanish mm-hmm. and I believe Italian as well. Yes. Much less on Italian, but, but much some. less on Italian. So why the switch to German? Uh, it's not a switch. I'm just trying to, trying to learn more languages. You know, I'm trying to, cause I'm still trying to do the Italian, still do the Spanish. Um, and also, well, this is the real reason. There's an opportunity for my son to play soccer in Germany later mm. this year. Uh, not on any kind of permanent basis, just a reason for us to visit and him play with this club. So, that that made me say, hey, I should I should learn something that's not a yeah. romance language, you know? Try something different. Mm-hmm. I like that. So Spoken Sie Deutsch? Well, not yet. Nine. Nine? No. Nine? It's, it's really hard. I've only ever looked at, at romance languages. So to do one that's different is uh uh is very slow going for Gut- sure. Guten Morgen. There you go. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Wow, you know a lot of German. <laughs> that's about it. I know a few <laughs> curse words as well, but I'll, uh, yeah, I'll leave I'll leave those off. <laughs> I had a good uh, I I um, worked in our international exchange office in college for uh-huh. a number of years and uh-huh. uh, made got became really good friends with a German guy. And oh yeah, okay. Learned a little bit of German that that way. Very good. Uh well, cool. Well, that's uh, that's great. So today we're gonna talk about lunches. Yes, we're talking about lunches, which is only tangentially related to that introduction because a lot of us have been cooking a lot so i think i think we've all been we have more time to focus on lunches now right so like we mm-hmm. in the past we wrote a blog post about this and it was it was based on the idea that you wouldn't have time to make lunches and this right. maybe there's a little more time now than then i think we should still focus on on things that are not long projects in the middle of the day because typically people are doing other things uh even when they're at home but uh but yeah i think lunch is a good one it's it's something I don't know if it's still the case. It, oh, just like in the early years of Nomadathy, that was the question that all my friends and family and, and people who were new to Nomadathy would ask. They'd say, well, yeah, but what do you eat for lunch? Because somehow they could envision, I don't know why, but it could envision making a vegan or vegetarian dinner and finding a recipe and doing it. Mm-hmm. But when it came to lunches, 
It was like if you couldn't eat a, a deli meat on a sandwich, then how <laughs> how could there be a lunch that isn't that? Mm-hmm. And so that's I think where the question why the question was so common. Nowadays, and, I mean, you could just have you just you could buy vegan deli meats and put that on a sandwich. If if that is the only satisfactory lunch for you, is, right. is a meat sandwich, then just put the vegan meat on the sandwich. And it's, that's one of the best approximations of the real thing, as far as I'm concerned, uh, because of. I don't know. A sandwich is not really that much about the meat. Like it's about the fixings and stuff on there. The meat's sort of just kind of the texture, which is what it what it does on the on a vegan meat sandwich. Mm-hmm. And those those we've talked about this before, but the like uh, the veggie ham and turkey and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of them aren't that are actually aren't that bad for you because it's mostly just like flavored tofu. Yeah, right. And that's something that I tend to look for. Uh, is and including when buying like sausages, that's why I still, as much as the Beyond sausages are kind of fun and amazingly good tasting, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're made of pea protein and oil and stuff. But uh, tofurkey still makes some that are like the first ingredient is tofu and then some wheat gluten. And I don't know, to me, that's like it's still kind of an indulgence, but that's not so far off from, from a right. normal healthy food. So, yeah, and, and a lot of those deli meats tend to be tofu, maybe a little wheat gluten or something, yeah, but yeah. Well, so I will say this. Um, in D.C., when I lived in D.C. and worked in, in you know, a downtown office building, uh, probably three days a week I would go out to lunch with coworkers. Mm-hmm. And we'd go to Potbelly or we'd go to uh, AVP, Albon Pond. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> um uh, you got to learn that French next, Matt, so you can tell me how to, <laughs> how to pronounce that. So authentically no. pronounce the most <laughs> yeah. inauthentic French restaurant in the world. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. uh, or Le Pet. Le <laughs> I don't know. All these, what like... What does uh, that mean? What is, what is Le Pet? I don't know. I think it was P-E-I-T. I don't okay. know. I'm, I'm blanking all the names. But that was, like, the, the new, like, really cool one when, uh, when I first left. Okay. Or right when I left. Anyway, um... You know, we'd go out to lunch, you know, a couple times a week. And I would, you know, most of those restaurants, those like fast casual sandwich spots, like didn't have a good vegan option. Mm-hmm. And so if that's your vision of what lunch is. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I can see it. I can see it like being rather difficult to think about, okay, what do you actually eat for lunch? Because, you know, Potbelly, they have this mushroom sandwich, but it's slathered in mayo and cheese and you know, and without any of that stuff, because they don't have a ton of dressing or something, it's probably not very good. Right. Um, you know, so I can I can see why it'd be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. And to me, I mean, so often I end up eating leftovers just because that's yeah. what I do. And if I'm not doing that, then I'll just throw together a salad and put beans on it and, you know, call it healthier than leftovers. But if you are willing to, like, do any work for your lunch... I feel like there's a whole bunch of really good ones. <laughs> like, like it's. I mean, per, I don't know. Plant based is like perhaps a better fit for lunch than than an omnivorous diet. I mean, I could see the big, you know, whatever you make with the meat in the center of the plate and like the big meat based dinner. I, I, I get why people are into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like lunch, you're typically not doing some big heavy thing. So when right. when we if we're not talking about sandwiches or you know just deli meat sandwiches, which as we've said, you can just replicate that if you really want. Um, if, if we're not talking about the big meat platter for lunch, then like there's a whole lot of good options that aren't any of that, right? That, like that are bowls and you make a salad type bowl or a, uh, what's the new kind of bowl these days, Doug, that the kids are into? Not the, uh, <laughs> not, not the acai, not the acai bowl. That, I think that's oh, yeah. kind of come and but, gone. 
the uh, poke bowl. Poke bowls, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, which I think typically has fish in it, but you could easily make a vegan version. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, just, you know, <laughs> bowls, which are like half salad and half <laughs> grains and beans, they're right. great for vegan lunches. Oh, so, yeah, totally. So I, I think vegan lunches are uh, are not nearly as, as hard as people assume they are. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think that the... I bet if you polled, um, you know, 100 vegans, that leftovers would probably be the majority of what people eat for lunch. And right. and it's just it's just so easy and it's like a no-brainer in my mind. Why would you not yeah. not make more? But, you know, but not everybody makes dinner every night. Like if you go out to dinner yep, uh, or you just didn't cook enough, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times uh, I've made a stir fry that I thought was big enough for dinners and lunches and it turns out <laughs> not to be, uh, you know, so, you know, sometimes you just, you need to make a lunch. So I think we should go through a bunch of kind of lunch options that we have come up with. But, uh, but first, why don't we take a second to thank our sponsor. Sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based results-driven skincare line. Osea puts your health and the health of our planet first with potent skin and body care solutions that are pure, safe, and effective. Osea stands for the elements of wellness, ocean, sun, earth, and atmosphere. Their entire line is built on these four pillars and pulls from botanical sources around the world to create products that are truly effective. Each product is infused with sustainably sourced organic Patagonian seaweed and active botanicals that create a nutrient and mineral-rich bioavailable base which can help reveal and illuminate your natural radiance whether you're looking for hydration, oil balancing, anti-aging, or blemish solutions. Matt, I've been using this stuff religiously uh every night before i go to bed and i gotta say my skin it looks fresher than ever you know what doug i i've noticed a similar effect on my own skin. it's nice i've never I, paid attention to skin before Haven't no at all, i mean but... did you ever use any sort of skin cream in the past no no never i mean possibly some sort of aftershave cream at some point i don't know mm-hmm. but 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 no but I, I i don't know maybe maybe i'm imagining it i hope not uh i i feel like i see a difference I do too, and I, it just it just it looks yeah. I mean, you look good, and it feel like my skin just feels like more vibrant. Does feel good. Feels good. Smells good. And all that. It's that yeah. Patagonian seaweed. <laughs> it has to be. Go to oseamalibu.com/slash athlete. That's o s e a m a l i b u dot com/slash athlete for ten dollars off your first purchase of fifty dollars or more. Free shipping for U.S. orders of seventy-five dollars and over, and free samples with every order. Matt, this episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is also brought to you by Bombas. And I got to say, we love talking about socks, don't we? Well, when they're Bombas, we absolutely love talking about socks. <laughs> Bombas has rethought every detail about the sock we wear to make it way more comfortable. With a variety of styles, Bombas look great in the gym, at home, walking around your, your house. And I pretty much exclusively wear them on the run. If I have a clean pair of Bombas, then I, it is absolutely the first sock that I go to. Are you, Doug, still doing the... Uh... The, the half-calf size sock? It's not called half-calf, but what's, what's, the, what's that size of sock that goes up to your calf muscle? Mid-something? Mid, mid I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the high yeah. one. Yes, but... the high one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, I, think they, I think they look pretty cool, especially like in a fitness setting. And um, I think it's the most youthful look a, a middle-aged person can sport. You wear a <laughs> yeah. sock like that. And not, yeah, and, I like it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And like, you know, for running anyway, it's great because... You don't get a bunch of stuff in your like dirt and stuff in your socks if you're trail yeah. running or, or protects against some of the vegetation. You know how I am about poison ivy. <laughs> we don't like we you. don't need to go there. No, so. you're not. <laughs> For every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. 
The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks, Doug, and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000-plus giving partners. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash no meat. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash no meat for 20% off. All right. So we talked about leftovers and you mentioned bowls. Yep. What and I also, mentioned, also mentioned salads, which is, I think, is, oh, yeah. salads, that's a good sure. default one. Like, I think for me, the leftovers happens more often because it's practical and easy. Uh, and then I'll end up doing the salad like at dinner time. But when I sort of picture an ideal perfect eating day, uh, if I can do the lunch as just a big salad with beans on it, Mm-hmm. Uh, and in nut-based dressing, if I have it, like a cashew ranch type thing, if I don't, I'll do an extra virgin olive oil and uh, some kind of vinegar. What, but, else are you th- what else are you throwing on that salad other than other than beans? Like, walk me through your, your typical salad. The typical salad, and this is not, not like the ideal salad that would be like superfood salad to get everything you possibly can in, which is, you know, if that's what kind of inspires you, which I think some people really do get into that, um, mm-hmm. you should. But like our everyday salad is we, at the beginning of the week, and probably twice a week, we end up doing it. We shred or chop a whole bunch of vegetables, which always includes uh, red cabbage, celery, carrots, and just the lettuce leaves. And then usually we'll try to get some kind of special. Right now, our, our, our garden is putting out arugula. Uh, we also have some dandelion greens. So we try to like mix a little bit of nicer, more bitter greens in with the mm-hmm. regular green leaf lettuce. Um, but that with just those three vegetables, that's kind of the standard. And then beans on top, um, which been cooking a lot of beans recently, but just out of a can is totally fine too. Uh, chickpeas your, your, are coming. Your favorite, yeah, okay. Chickpeas. Chickpeas, I think, are probably the healthiest bean as far. Mm. I've just heard different people talk about if there was like one desert island food. I've heard people say chickpeas. Um, it's just it's just very good bean. So that's that's sort of my default. But I do different. I do white beans sometimes. Uh, cannellini, uh, cranberry beans are very good. I like those. Cranberry uh, beans. Mm-hmm, cranberry beans. You can get them in Ingles, but they're also you know they're I think they're also called borlotti beans in Italian. Mm. Um. So, yeah, so that, uh, but very, I mean, simple. It's, it's not like the salad is, is some special awesome meal. It's just it's just what I think is about as healthy as I could eat. Uh, and if I do that smoothie first and then that, and then it allows me to get through the halfway point of the day, uh, having eaten just raw foods and some cooked beans, and that's, that's like as good as I can start a day. So every now and then, I don't know, a few times a week, I will do it that way. More often than that, though, it's leftovers. Um... But I mean, with a salad, there's there's a billion more things you could put on there if you really want. Uh, you can sprinkle nuts. You can sprinkle like uh, what are they called? Sunflower seeds, yep. uh, chia seeds, hemp seeds, right? All that kind of stuff you could put on there if you want. Uh, turmeric slice, just for the health only. It doesn't add any taste, or it adds taste, but it's not good. Uh, <laughs> um, whatever. I mean, if you do seaweed, like you can, if you if there's any sort of like super foody thing you are trying to work into your diet. Mm-hmm. either putting it on your salad or putting it in your smoothie depending on what it tastes like uh tends to tends to be the way to do it so avocado great one uh any kind of fruits berries you know people are into that sometimes uh so it, yep. it doesn't matter i mean really, whatever like whatever healthy vegetable or fruit you're into or nut or bean put it on your salad and uh you'll be doing all right yeah i'd say i'd say our salads look very similar with the exception of celery which is gross unless it has uh Ooh. peanut butter and and raisins on it okay um <laughs> makes sense and and um yeah and we we pretty much always add some uh sunflower seeds and mm-hmm. um and avocado if we have a, a ripe one which and what do you do for what do you do for dressing do you, you whip up uh specialty dressings that you read on the internet 
Um, actually, I just shared uh, last week, maybe, uh, an, a list of seven oil-free dressings. Mm-hmm. Popular um, Nomad Athlete blog popular post. Popular Nomad Athlete blog post, yep. Which, if you went to nomadathlete.com slash blog, then it'd be one of the more recent ones. Um, we do we do the Cashew Ranch a lot, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is kind of a go-to. Um, yeah, I'd say that's the one we have most frequently right now in our yeah. kitchen. Gotcha. Or yeah, some good, good dressing. I think if you ever get sick of salads, uh, just make a bunch of dressings until you find one that you really like. And then for me, if I find a dressing that I really like, then I'll, I will only want that salad like for the next month. And it just just kind of gets you hooked <laughs> on salad again if you get the right dressing. So yeah. a lot of times I think the salad slump is more a dressing slump than anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, your dressing can like totally shape your your salad. Totally. And it could also yeah. make it unhealthy. Yes, absolutely. Which I talk about in that post, actually, because, you know, I mean, I think that, like, growing up, salad to me was basically iceberg lettuce with as much ranch dressing, like, <laughs> like non, non-cashew non ranch dressing as possible. Right. Right. And uh, and it was far from a healthy right. addition to my diet. Right. All right, All right, so what else? Besides salads, besides leftovers, what uh, what else do you do, Doug? Is it typical? Lunch? I do I do a lot of, like, wraps. You yeah, know, I'll, I'll take a which is basically a, whole a salad wheat. in a in a yeah exactly. <laughs> take a whole wheat um, tortilla, typically, and then just you know basically throw throw all the salad stuff, you know lettuce, <laughs> veggies, etc. The one right. addition that I probably would put in a wrap that I sometimes put in a salad, but not always, is hummus. Okay. Um, yep. which is great just for some whatever reason that makes me feel like the wrap is more substantial. Yeah, it definitely does. So. This is a, this is, people are not going to like this answer or this next one. Um, but when you said hummus, it reminds me like there are a lot of days where I will take the cabbage that we have sliced for the salad and I'll get some hummus and I will just keep dipping that raw cabbage in the hummus and keep eating it until I'm pretty much full. And then maybe I'll eat an apple or a banana or a handful of nuts and I'll say that was lunch and it was a pretty healthy one. So that is a theme that we have talked about quite a bit on this podcast. The idea of, uh, Kind of like the healthier your food gets, the simpler it gets, or the simpler it gets, the healthier it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you can, if you can free yourself, and I'm not saying you need to. I mean, you can eat plenty healthy without doing this. But people stress over meals and meal planning, and if you can free yourself from from the idea that you need a square meal or something that fits on a plate as you know a, a quote unquote meal that you sit there and eat with silverware, uh, then you suddenly it just gets a whole lot easier and less stressful. So then you can do like what I just described, right? You get hummus and mm-hmm. cabbage and fruit or nuts or whatever. Uh, and that could be your lunch. That could be your dinner too sometimes. I'm not saying it always should, but like if every now and then you do eat that way, it's probably a, a good thing rather than a bad thing for your diet. Yep. Um, so a, a lot of times I will tend to do that. I'm, I'm somebody who I'll have the big smoothie in the morning at some point. Um, then I'll start working. And a lot of times I will just forget lunch or I will kind of snack my way through lunch. But when I say snack, it, it ends up being that kind of snacking. Uh, so if I'm not, if I'm not sitting down to a big salad or doing leftovers, often it will just be finding healthy foods and eating them. Yeah. When you, when you talk about hummus, um, what's your, you, you guys make a lot of hummus, right? Uh, we have what, made a lot of hummus. I wouldn't say we, we, these days always have our own homemade hummus around. Okay. Uh, sometimes. What, but. what type of bean, like, do you, do you typically do chickpea hummus or? Most often I do chickpea hummus. Uh, a few seconds ago, I mentioned chickpeas are pro- one of the healthiest beans, if not the. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not really why we do it. I just do it because that's what most of the hummus is. Uh, black bean hummus is good. Red pepper hummus, uh, which I guess red pepper hummus must be made from chickpeas and just red peppers. Yeah, I think so. Blended in there. Um, I always assume so. 
Yeah. So I mean, those I, it's I there's I know there's lima bean hummuses and fava bean hummuses and all these things, but uh, that seems unnecessary to me. We have we have a good hummus. <laughs> we have a good bean that makes hummus. Uh, I don't yeah. I don't even honestly I don't know why we even need black bean hummus. I get uh, that's bean dip. That's different. I, well, okay, maybe I like black bean hummus. My yeah. daughter likes it because it comes because the roots hummus that yeah. uh, we get purple comes container. purple. Yeah, and she's her mm-hmm. favorite color is purple. So. <laughs> yeah. Roots is a good, let's advertise for Roots, unpaid advertisement, Asheville company that Uh uh, you can find in most Whole Foods these days. And they were one of the first to make an oil-free hummus, uh, Mm. which is cool. I mean, tahini's still in there, and a lot of people who are really into the uh, the, the WFPB diet and won't eat any oil whatsoever, they won't even eat tahini. Uh, What are you laughing at? (laughs) (laughs) The WFPB? Yeah. Yeah. No, that just sounded funny. So anyway, if some people will not eat any oil whatsoever uh, or any extracted oil whatsoever, and I don't know how you, I mean, if you eat whole nuts, there's oil in them. It's just not been removed from them. Somehow with tahini, it seems like uh, maybe it's too easy because tahini separates in the in the can or the bottle or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe it's too easy to kind of cheat if, if you know the tahini is in your thing, right? Because maybe, maybe the roots people, <laughs> after having just given them a nice shout out, maybe the roots people are just pouring off the, uh, the oil of the tahini into their hummus <laughs> and calling it oil free. I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. I doubt it. But maybe. I, I highly doubt it. But <laughs> who knows? Yeah, uh, but no, they're 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 great. Roots Roots Hummus is is uh, is great. Yeah, and I'm exci- I'm I don't know thrilled to see them kind of branch out beyond Asheville. Yeah, definitely. So, um, let's see. We got on yeah, this hummus. I topic. got another one. Okay. What do you? Got? Uh, and this is one I actually did for Eliza yesterday, my daughter, uh, and that is a quesadilla. Super quesadilla. quick and easy. Yep. With what are you uh, doing for the case, though? The I am using just uh, store bought vegan cheese, so ah, not okay. not the healthiest option, but <laughs> <laughs> tortillas with a little bit of cheese. But then I throw in a bunch of veggies in there too. Okay. Um, and some you know some like spinach or kale. I think uh, yesterday was kale. Yep. Um, you know, so yeah, you, you get you get some greens, you get some veggies, and then you know it's just kind of a nice little like I don't know. Definitely. Uh, my variation on that, which actually I do quite a bit, most often uh, as a dinnertime snack for my son who does not like beans, but who we will try, we try to stuff beans into him in any way possible uh, in different forms, is the refried bean on a wheat tortilla, mm. uh, which we're not, I, we don't call it a quesadilla. I don't know what we call it. We just call it refried beans on tortilla. Isn't uh, that a, uh, well, if it's a fried quesadilla, if it, or I'm sorry, if it's a fried tortilla, then it's, oh shoot, what is that called? In frijolada? I don't know. Yeah, anyway, that's a thing. Is it? Okay. <laughs> a fried tortilla with There's a tosta- fried beans. A tostada? Tostada, tostada, yeah. yeah. I think that, that, when I think of tostada, I think of open face, uh, like corn hard tortilla shell with beans piled on top. Is that not, it's not the typical tostada? Well, I think hard as in deep fried tortilla. Yeah. Uh, like open And face. then open faced, yeah. Or you're saying closed face. Yeah, this is like a basically like a quesadilla, but it's oh, in oh, refried beans. But I he does you. now and then put a, a half slice of the uh, the chow cheese on there, just because he's into that. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, that actually is a really good like that is also a uh, an ultra marathon snack mm. of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But also that that going back to the original inspiration for the blog post that inspired this podcast episode, uh, that would be a great lunch at work. Just I mean, throw that together. You could call it bean burrito, I suppose, but it doesn't have any rice or anything in it. But mm-hmm. anyway, just refried beans in a can, um, especially if you have a means of heating them up. It's a little bit nicer. Uh, 
But anyway, that's a very good, healthy snack. Refried beans, super healthy. Yeah. As long as they don't have lard in them. Right. <laughs> Veganly refried beans. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. I'm, I'm hip. Okay. I know you are. And, uh, not a poke bowl. I, you know, this, maybe this is not hip because it's, it's, has already moved past its hipness. So maybe I'm not hip. Avocado toast. Yeah. I don't think that's hip anymore, but it's a pretty good lunch. (laughs) It's a great lunch. (laughs) Get some sourdough bread, homemade or otherwise. Yep. Throw on some avocado, you know, a little, some seasoning, uh, maybe some sort of... Crushed red pepper, maybe? Crushed red pepper, some sprouts. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about that because I'm looking at a picture with sprouts <laughs> on. <laughs> you know, but I don't know, some some sort of little, like... A little sprig uh, of basil on there. Oh, now you're talking. It's in the picture, I'm just... Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's... Uh, I do that. I do that at least once or twice a week for lunch. Or for an addition, like if if uh, if I misjudged my leftovers, and um, and you know only have a little bit of stir fry or something like that left over, then and I need to bulk up the lunch a little bit, I'll do an avocado toast. Mm-hmm. You know what? I I often rail against the idea of uh, thinking about macronutrients in your food and like thinking, oh, gotta get the gotta get the fat and the protein and the carbohydrate and get them all lined up right. Somehow when I hear avocado toast or think about eating it as my lunch. Uh, my brain goes back to like I'm missing the protein source. Like I need the need the protein source on there, uh, which is funny because I don't I don't really think in those terms anymore. But in the in the old days when I was new to this diet and I was worried about protein, I had this rule that said no matter what I eat, I'm just gonna always make sure I have some tiny source of protein on there, uh, and I mean I mean tiny but but significant. So not not the protein in the bread, uh, but like you know beans. Like if like if I had a layer of hummus spread on the avocado toast first, that that would pass. Uh, so that's my that's my only thing about my hang up with avocado toast as a lunch food. Somehow as a breakfast food, perfect sense. But uh, <laughs> but lunch you need that protein. Okay, I don't mean that. I just <laughs> what I mean what I mean is that I I still have that mental hang up even though there's real really no good uh, mm-hmm. no good reason for it. What what about what if you added a little bean spread on top of the toast and then yeah that's what um, I said a layer of hummus on the toast would oh, be, yeah, would right, be perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, bean spread if you want to call it that. If you want to use black beans and call it bean spread, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, but yeah, that's a good one. I don't know. I don't have that hang up. I freaking love avocado yeah. toast, and good. I would eat it all day if I could. Good for you. I wouldn't. I don't think it's hip anymore though. I think it's past. I think that sun dried tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> these are these are food trends of the past that are that are that are done. Those I mean, it things. wasn't that long ago that like millennials were getting. I think I think avocado maybe is crossing over to where now it is the mainstream food that's in all these restaurants. But mm-hmm. anyone who anyone who knows is over it. They've they've had it. Yeah. All right. Okay. What else? Uh, any more? I mean, veggie burgers is is a classic. If you, I mean, this this kind of counts as leftovers because no one is. I mean, I don't think making a <laughs> veggie burger like mix up in their in their for their lunch or at work and then frying their burger i mean none of that but if you happen to have it in a freezer and you've made it in advance which is a great idea if you're making veggie burgers to just make two or three or ten times as much as you otherwise would want and then Mm -hmm. just have it for for lunches very often we will do the if i'm bored of the salad idea i'll heat up one of those veggie burgers in the toaster or the air fryer and use that as the beans on the salad and somehow Mm -hmm. it just gets way more interesting similarly you you could fold it up and put it into your wrap 
and that would be a pretty different yes. kind of good rep. Um, but anyway, so uh, and you could also, I mean, you could buy plenty of good of good vegan burgers. We talk all the time now about the the new vegan meat craze and the unhealthy ones, but there are still the Dr. Prager's or whatever mm-hmm. other burgers that are actually made from whole foods and they're not too processed. Um, those still exist, and you can buy them frozen and then have them for in a pinch. I think so. That's a good segue into one thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, is your opinion on, you know, if there's any frozen meals or anything like that? Because I, I still think a lot of people, including myself, you know, will turn to those from time to time. And um, and do you have do you have any go to frozen meals or do you ever do you ever go that route? I used to get uh, the Amy's burritos. Mm-hmm. Those were really good. Uh, but then we don't have a microwave anymore. Once we got rid of that, I stopped having those. Mm-hmm. Uh what was what was this nomad athlete sponsor a little while ago? Vistro. Vistro. Sure. Those were really good. And you just I heat know. those up in a skillet and you don't have to do anything. Uh those were delicious. I don't think they were that healthy. I think they had quite a bit of fat in some of them. Uh I don't know about sodium, maybe that too. But uh you know, we're not talking about healthy all the time food. If, if now and then right. they were great. They were they were wonderful. So and I don't know how they work in an office setting either. I'm sure you can microwave with them. Um so those are good. I don't know. I just I think usually we had an episode a long time ago about this cooking for the freezer idea. Uh, so when I think of reheating frozen food, I usually think of that because we tend to have a bunch of soups and and things that are like need the greens to be stirred into them or some kind of uh, seasoning mix to be added to them. But like they're they're kind of ready made, you know, bean mixes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Those freezer things were were delicious. Uh, so we do every once in a while. We'll have like a. We usually have one in the freezer for when we're in a pinch. The uh, Amy's, um, it's like a curry, green curry. Yep. Something. Delicious. Um, yep. Very good. And then, Not the, Is that the samosa one? Or is that different? That's different. They also have that, and that's good. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know who actually turned me on to the, the burritos is uh, Robert Cheek. Because he pounds those things. Oh yeah, or used to at least. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um and you know they're they're not they're not actually that good, but um, <laughs> you know if you lather them up in cashew ranch and and uh, <laughs> and uh, in salsa, then I mean that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that is good, of course. Um, so we we usually have a couple of those in the freezer too that we'll turn to in a pinch. But how do you you don't have a microwave, do you? We do now because it was built into, you know, it's part of the ah, like, yep, we've been through oven that. range. And then you start using it. I know. It's bad, man. I, <laughs> I turned you off of the microwave, I, I don't think. think it's so bad. I don't I really, I think if it's like, I don't like it because I don't like the counter space that a microwave takes up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's unhealthy for you. So I don't think, I, I mean, I guess it makes you a little less mindful around the foods you're choosing. Right. Uh, that's that's why it's bad. That, yeah. that's, why, that's why I got rid of it. You know, part of it was the counter space, but also, also like, I just didn't want... You know, it meant that like I was, I was, it meant that I couldn't have like frozen burritos or whatever. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, I get it. You know, we have we have a microwave that is in our basement still. I don't know if it was here when we moved in or if we brought it from. I don't think we brought it. Uh, every now and then, I will go down there and plug it in, and it shorts out the. I always forget because it shorts out the like the whole kitchen. Um, <laughs> because I don't know what, it, what how much power it pulls from this outlet downstairs, but somehow it messes up the upstairs. But every now and then, we'll go if we need to and microwave something. So that's not a bad tip. If you want to get rid of a microwave, just put it in the garage where it's mm-hmm. totally unpleasant to go use. And then you've got it if you need it for popcorn or whatever. Which is a um, great tip for any any appliance. 
Yeah, or any object. Just any object. Just put it in a, in a box that, that's not quite as accessible. You know what, Matt? This is kind of a subject, but kind of not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, have some, I have some disappointing news. Okay, what's that? Um, I, we, since moving to our house, like three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. when we bought our house, right? Um, we never moved a TV into it. We had the TV, we actually gave away the TV, but then when my grandmother passed, uh, somehow her TV ended up in our garage. Uh-huh. Um, and it sat there for like a year or I don't know, however long, but with, uh, during the pandemic, we have moved it inside. Ooh. So we now have a TV. Is it like an old, like thick TV, like with rabbit ears and stuff? (laughs) No, no, it's, it's actually, it's not very big, uh, but it's, it's pretty slim and you know, it's a flat screen. It's, it's not a bad TV because it actually, she, it's, it's probably only like a year and a half old or I don't know. She had just recently got it before she died. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a nice TV. It's not all that big, but it's a nice TV. You watched, uh, we watched the MLB on it. Yeah. Yeah. That TV. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, when, well, the World Series. Go Nats. Anyway, that's, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to. Uh, I didn't mean. To well, I don't think it's so bad. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, we we do pretty well at not watching TV very much, but we have one. I don't. I don't think you need to not have a TV. Yeah. As long as you don't watch too much. But this is this is trying times anyway. Anything it is right. right? I do know. what you need to do. You know. Absolutely. Yes. Um, all right. All right. Any more? I think I think uh, that more or less exhausts the vegan lunches that I have made in the past year or two. Mm-hmm. I don't think I venture much further beyond that. Uh, so I, I'll do I'll do one more thing, and this is uh, if you work somewhere out of the house and um, need to get something on the fly, then mm-hmm. to go sushi is a really good way to. There's almost always a vegan yeah. sushi available, and that is a good way, like alternative to the potbelly sandwich. Yep. Agreed. Every now and then we will go, not I mean, often, when we're out doing soccer practices or whatever and no one has dinner figured out, we will swing by Whole Foods to get whatever we can get ready made. And that is always the healthiest of the choices. I mean, obviously you go to the salad bar and do that. Do that, But like, as far as the actual foods go, the, the to-go sushi is a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a fan of that. And... I wonder if Doug, I had something that I was going to... Oh, pizza. We didn't mention any pizzas. Um, yeah. we mentioned, we mentioned tostadas and we mentioned something else that reminded me of pizzas. I don't know what it was, uh, spreading something on bread and eating it open face, but avocado might have been that, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's not that rarely that I will take a whole wheat pita that we tend to have for whatever reason, um, put some tomato sauce on it, which we always have. That kind of is a leftover, but we always do have tomato sauce. Uh, and then sprinkle some Parmesan sprinkle cheese on it, which is just uh, nutritional yeast, raw cashews, salt, and garlic powder. So there's no fake stuff in there. Um, and then that's a, that's a nice little lunch pizza. Not bad. And even passes my protein test because it has the has the nuts. There you go. In there. But you could also one. do. I mean, you could also. We I've in the past done the combination uh, like white bean spread and tomato sauce, which not that big a fan of. I do not like the mixing of sauces. Uh, even the mixing of, even the bean spread on avocado taste toast is like two, uh, now there are two things on there that are kind of like the same yeah. texture. I'm not that into that, but, uh, if you had to, you could, and you could also just do a bean spread on, on a pita and then put things on it that, that, you know, either are the sprinkled cheese or aren't. Um, and that could be kind of a, kind of a flat bready pizza kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm so excited for this summer is uh, homemade pesto. Yeah. Do you have a lot of basil growing? Oh, yeah. We got like nine plants this year. <laughs> yeah. Pesto is delicious and wonderful summertime food. Mm-hmm. A little white wine with it. Oof. And you're set. For lunch? Yeah. Why not? Be great Pandemic. Friday when... lunch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. It's been great to uh, great to talk to you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks. Do what we can. These episodes are a little bit weird, I will admit. Uh, if, if this becomes the new normal, I guess we're going to need to start making making new normal episodes. But uh, <laughs> right now, it feels like we're kind of just uh, reminiscing and talking about the situation. And yeah, what are you going to do? It's weird times. I, I saw something the other day talking about how in ten years from now, people are going to be listening to old podcasts and uh youtube videos and things like that and not have a clue what like why everybody was so freaked out because not not that not that they don't know about the pandemic but it'll just be like this weird like you know if you just stumble upon a podcast like a replay podcast from right five years ago and you're not thinking about the pandemic uh, right because by then we'll have herd immunity and we'll be like what were those what were those idiots talking about right yeah (laughs) anyway all right Thanks, everyone. Talk to you later. Yes. See you next week.